A quick disclaimer before we get into this episode. I pronounce the names of avocados. And while I'm not an expert in avocado names, I do pronounce the avocado Hass, H-A-S-S, as Hass. According to the Hass Avocado Naming Foundation, the name rhymes with Pass. Typically, I would have thought that it was pronounced Haas, but that is incorrect. So if the way that I pronounce Hass triggers you, maybe this episode isn't for you. Welcome to the Creative Faith Podcast, where each weekday we will look at a short five-minute story and draw connections to our own faith and our own walk in the Christian life. Stay tuned to hear today's story. In 1926, a California postman named Rudolph Haas brought some avocado seedlings home to grow on his La Habra Heights property. One of these seeds defied repeated attempts to receive grafts from an existing avocado variety. It bore no fruit, and it sorely tempted Haas to cut it down. But instead, he decided to let the tree grow. He simply left it unattended. And leaving that tree unattended might have been one of the best decisions that Rudolf Haas ever made. It was the Haas children, according to the story, who discovered the tree, that it had produced a fruit that they liked far better than any other. This tree had a fruit with a rich, nutty, slightly oily taste. Haas Sr. apparently occurred. One account says that he replied with, Wow, that isn't that bad. At the time, the reigning avocado variety was a fuerte, which featured smooth, thin skin and an appealing green hue. By contrast, Hass's experiment had a relatively unappetizing appearance. It had thick, pebbly, black skin. But Hass decided that it was what was inside that counted, a decision that would change the course of avocado history. It turned out that the Haas avocado had some pretty big advantages over the Fuerte. The trees grew vigorously, they were easy to propagate, and they, impre- they produced an impressive amount of fruit by only the second or third year. They have a longer harvest season than any other avocado, and perhaps, most importantly, the Haas's thicker skin makes it superior to Fuertes, Pinkertons, and Zutanos and all of the other once popular varieties of avocados. When it comes to shipping and handling, the Haas avocado can travel long distances without bruising. Haas patented the tree that bears his name in 1935, and he partnered with grower Harold H. Brokaw to promote the variety. Unfortunately, patenting a variety of fruit tree was nearly unheard of in his day, and therefore it wasn't very effective. Prospective growers would simply purchase a Haas variety and graft it with other trees. So while his name and fame spread widely around the world, Haas and his family really didn't cash in on the craze that began in their backyard. Charles Haas, 
Rudolph has a son, explained to the Los Angeles Times, for coming up with the greatest avocado in the world, my father's royalties totaled 4800 bucks over the life of the patent. Hass Sr. passed away in 1952, but his creation far outlived him. The roots of this humble collaboration eventually populated the globe with millions of avocado trees, all genetically descended from that single mother tree that lived on the old Hass property. Thinking about trees and branches and this idea of grafting, I think of John 15:5, where Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If we want to grow, if we want to produce any fruit, we must be grafted on to the right tree. We must have our branches attached to a new vine. And that's what becoming in Christ means. That we leave our old life, our old vine behind, and we're grafted into a new family with new talents and new fruit. A fruit that can change the world. Can change the world a lot more than a simple avocado.